When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Zero season two, episode 22 in June of 22. Starts now. I'm your host, Brandon Davis, joined today by Aaron Perrine. What's going on, everybody? Oh, what's going on? Jen Anderson is here. Hey, everybody. I just need to say for the record, while we were waiting to record, Aaron sent me the first look at Ryan Gosling's <laughs> Barbie movie, and I think I blacked out. For like Yo. I also got that message from Aaron. And, uh, this <laughs> I this feel movie's going to be a masterpiece. I just need to call that out now. Brandon, yeah, let me send it to you. Too. I just it's... want everybody to know I'm not a part of the Fazio group chat, just so everybody knows. This is all independent. Yeah. Here, Brandon, <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Hold on, we, yeah. Go ahead. It's. Oh wow. Out. Yeah. <laughs> it's so good. It is wow. so good. Ryan got that's yep. That's a lot of Ryan Gosling, and nobody's going to be mad about it. Uh, Jamie Girac is here. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, indeed. And we have a special guest on today's show to talk about everything other than Barbie. I'm so sorry we can't spend the hour on Ryan Gosling and his Ken abs, but we do have a lot of marvelous things to talk about with our marvelous guest, Mr. Cam Hayward. What's up? I'm a little shocked right now. I just saw that picture. So <laughs> <laughs> now my gang's all messed up. That just changed the whole vibe, the whole energy going into yes, the show, man. Wow. Well, we're here. We're, we're gonna we're gonna get through it. That's 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 life changing uh, stuff. Actually, yes. speaking of things I didn't expect to see, Cam, your background, man. That thing is evolving. It is. Uh, the last time we did it in here, um, that was at the beginning of the pandemic, and that was like my first podcast. I like to say I've done a lot of podcasts since, um, and it's ever evolving. A lot of stuff that shouldn't be in here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just look at look at us. We uh we got we got Cam Hayward hooked on podcasting. I'm yeah. not. I mean, I'm not saying like we did it, but like I'm not saying we did it. You know, it's you we're so it. much fun. You did. We built a whole room about it. Look yeah. at that giant Iron Man. Is that the is that a the Boba Fett helmet? Yeah, Boba Fett helmet back here. The giant Iron Man, and then in my son's room, I went to Saturday Night Live. And Paul Rudd was there. And so he was like, yeah, I know you guys like Marvel. And so he ended up sending me a Funko of the giant the giant Ant-Man. And it's in my, my son's room. And I'm like, this dude is so spoiled. He's got like a Tony Stark like gauntlet. And I'm like, now he's got this. What is he going to ask for next? So I got to get Christmas rolling pretty fast. Honestly, yeah, so nice of you to share that with your child. I would have been I like, know. this is mine. <laughs> well, he put his name on it, so I couldn't really do anything about it. <laughs> Sharpie can be erased. You can yeah. get some nail polish moves from here. Is that, is that the sideshow or Hasbro Boba Fett helmet? Oh, man. Let's see. Oh, I love how it's opposite your Steelers helmet. Like, you should just wear that out on the field one time. Well, I tried to wear this, but my head's too damn big, so <laughs> oh, I don't know what else to do. I just got to put it off to the side. But I think it's black. Oh, nice, man. I got to get you hooked up with Sideshow. The people over there are amazing. And there's that dude, you'd, you'd lose it. I got to get you connected with those those folks over there. Let's do it. 
Yeah. Yeah. We're gonna, after this show, I got to get you in touch with them. Um, but all right, we got some MCU news to talk about. We got two shows to talk about. So we got to get through the news a little faster than usual because Miss Marvel was excellent today. Obi-Wan Kenobi, like, I mean, this is not a jab of Miss Marvel. Miss Marvel, I thought was a fantastic episode, but Obi-Wan Kenobi was just like the, is, I think going to be the best hour of my day other than this hour with you all, uh, because it, Obi-Wan was f- spectacular. I almost just, I almost just cost us our advertising dollars in my description of it. Uh, but we got to get through some news quick. Spoilers are going to stay in the second half of the show. We're saving Obi-Wan for the very end. So if you're only here for Marvel and you're watching Obi-Wan later, you won't have it ruined for you. You will know clearly when spoilers begin. That's how we do it here. All right. First bit of news. Chris Evans returning as Captain America? Question mark. Well, I threw that question at Chris Evans during the Lightyear junket because, yes, I did ask a Marvel question at a Lightyear event. And it got, you know, hundreds of thousands of views. Let's see how many of you watch the Lightyear content. I don't want to hear it. Um, but we have a great interview talking all about Lightyear. And it's pretty cool. But the one thing we're going to talk about on the Marvel show is the Marvel queue. And basically paraphrasing, you can go watch the whole clip on our Phase Zero YouTube channel, which I hope you're watching on right now. Uh, he said that he loved the way Captain America's story ended. He said that it would be a tall order to go back and play the character again. Um, it's it's kind of almost like he's afraid to rattle it and and change that ending. I know the ending is a, 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 a hot button for a lot of fans. Some people love it. Some people hate it. I know a lot of people on Twitter hate it because they're not quiet about it. Um, and that's that's okay. Hey, opinions. We all have them. But uh, honestly, I don't even know if I want Chris Evans to play Captain America again. Like, I know I, I will have fun watching it, but I see his point, and I agree. I think Anthony Mackie is up. I, I, I And as I say it, I'm like, man, I do I do love Chris Evans' cap. Like, I'd watch. I'd watch. I just don't know why. I don't know why I want it. I don't know. Jenna, what do you think? You're the top. I, I completely agree. I think it's the thing. I would. I obviously would want more Chris Evans in the MCU. I feel like it is an inevitability once we get around the Secret Wars era. The the one thing I could maybe see happening before then would be something in the multiverse of like, oh, here's another universe. Here's like him teaming up with Wolverine in the in the 40s, like in the one X-Men, the animated series episode, or here's some sort of thing that like our main cap didn't have happen, but like another cap could have had happen. I could maybe see that, but I also don't need it because like, the arc is so complete on its own. I'm very curious and excited to hear what Aaron has to say because I know he has ha- he made some points on Twitter that I definitely yes. agree with. Uh, the wise one. Yeah, I, I, I joked, uh, and it's funny because everybody looks at that quote tweet of me quote tweeting Brandon's wonderful interview uh, and thinks that oh man, you guys are disagreeing. I'm like, I, I love Brandon Davis. That's my dog. Like I'm not disagreeing with him. I'm not gonna I lie, think- I almost unfollowed you. But I do wonder. I'm like, I we saw what one episode of Anthony Mackie being Captain America and Falcon Winter Soldier and he has not popped up in anything not post credit scenes not as an assist although there's been tons of talk of him popping up remember in the interviews around No Way Home John Watts talked about at some point in the story we thought about having him fly up and do something to help Tom Holland at the end and then we scrapped it and I was like we we fly so close to the sun and then we, our wings melt and we fall back down to earth. So I would like to see him get to do some stuff on his own, but I cannot doubt the sort of appeal of either him going back and returning the Infinity Stones on Disney Plus or Chris Evans and that old man makeup in the chair in his ear. In mm. whatever in Cap 4, like being like, nah, man, you got to go with 23 degrees. I learned that the first year. You'll throw your shoulder out. You'll tear your rotator cuff. <laughs> like, I would love that. I, I mean, wasn't that a part? Wasn't Old Man Steve a big part of the early, like, yes. Sam Wilson Cap comic? 
Yeah. So like that could work. I could see that work. I don't know. I don't know. I could see it working. But also, I agree. I think Sam Wilson needs something before we get Evans back to because it will inevitably overshadow it in some way. Because that will be the whole talk. Is Chris Evans is back? That'll be the whole thing. Yeah. But old man cap. Maybe we'll see. Jamie, what do you think? I don't know. Let a man chill out for a while. Uh, <laughs> I, I agree. Let's give Sam his time to shine. But also, it's like. If if Evans ever does come back, let's make it be like really exciting. And three years later, isn't that exciting? Call me in 2029 when it's been 10 years and then I'll be like, yeah, it's Evans. <laughs> but right now I'm like, let the man voice his cartoons and star in the gray man. Uh, I'm with with Ken from the hit upcoming film Barbie. Uh, like, <laughs> <it's all good."> <laughs> 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 How many Ken references can we make on today's show? Yes. Ooh, Ken, can I get it started? <laughs> oh, can you keep up? What? That was oh a bad one. I'm so sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Ken, what do you Ken, what do you think about Steve Rogers returning with Evans? Oh man, like I want to see him back, but like I gotta have Anthony Mackey like earn it and like let him grow in the, that role. Like we've seen him as Falcon, but like let's get him at Captain for at least two more movies. A couple more appearances, Secret Wars, and like we're forgetting, like, why not just make Chris Evans the human torch in 838 and let that all fly in? And so that'd be way funner than just letting him play Captain America. And I think you could have a lot more fun that way. Man, could you imagine the rest of the MCU if Johnny Storm showed up and it's, it's he looks like Captain America? <laughs> Dude, that, but the only person I'd want to hear banter about that would be Tony Stark. Like, mm-hmm. I think that, like, that's the person I'd most want to hear the reaction from, like, oh, we had a guy who looked just like you. Beautiful man. <laughs> he, he's old now. Like, something like that. Kind of looked like Ken from the new Barbie movie. Um, <laughs> all right, let's move on to the next topic. Hey, bing, bing. That's another one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so um, I I warned about it on the show last week. I was like, everyone get ready, because Thor 4 tickets would, were going to go on sale on Monday. And they were surprisingly easy to get. I don't know about everyone else's experiences. I had absolutely no problem. Got the tickets in maybe like 90 seconds for exactly the showing that I wanted. Um, so it kind of raises the question that like BD posed in our rundown of like, is there is there hype for this movie? Is are people excited? Is it is it this thing of like there's not as much excitement compared to like Spider Man and Doctor Strange, or is it purely a thing of like movie theaters have gotten their stuff together since those movies and now are more efficient in letting people get the tickets for what they want? Like, what do y'all think about it? I can tell you that I did not bother because Doctor Strange was so annoying. And when the day rolled around, there were still tickets. So in my mind, I'm like, I'll be fine. I am not going through this headache. And apparently there was no headache. And maybe it's because a lot of people were thinking like me. <laughs> I, I, f- I say this as a good like, I feel like this is a good thing. This is, but I feel like the hype is not the same as it was for Doctor Strange. It seems it's it's and maybe it's not less, but it's at least different because Doctor Strange had so many crazy hype pieces and expectations, which I mean, we're guilty of falling into it and even guiding that conversation to some extent. And then, in my opinion, Doctor Strange did not live up to that hype. Like I thought Doctor Strange was okay and good, had a lot of creative, awesome moments. But overall, the movie, like we all had these crazy things that we built up that nobody really played into but us as fans. And it ended up being like, well, I didn't get this. I didn't get that. I wanted to spend more time in a different universe and learn to learn a different universe and stuff like that. And I don't know, Doc Strange felt like pretty okay to me overall. And I think Thor doesn't have those these crazy theory videos and crazy things to talk about. And therefore the expectations are just like, I'm going to go watch this movie and probably have a really good time watching it. And it's obviously going to further the MCU in really big ways, but that's not the selling point. 
Doctor Strange was being sold on the commercials as this is the movie that's going to change the MCU forever, just like Eternals was, just like Endgame and No Way Home where everything was like, this is going to change everything. And Thor, they're just like, yo, there's goats flying a boat. Go have fun. (laughs) And uh, it's resulting in, I feel like, less conversation and engagement on social media about the movie, which tickets were super easy to get. Maybe theaters just got their stuff together and were able to have servers that worked. But maybe right now people are not going as crazy the way they were because of the theories and the urgency to avoid the spoilers. I don't know. I'm just saying I'm not, I'm, I bought tickets. I'm going to be there day one. So I'm okay. We're, we're, we're all going to be in there the first second we possibly can. Yeah. But like that's the diehards are always going to be in there day one, first moment, first showing as fast as they can. I can tell you right now, I've had more people text me during the show about getting, getting uh, access to the stream Steelers fans to see Cam Hayward that I have had people reach out to figure out about Thor, which I had, I was feeling all, I was tech support for my family about Dr. Strange. They're like, have you found a way to get tickets? And I'm like trying to buy tickets in another state from California. Like, man, this is, I hope this is what everybody hopes it's going to be. But I think Thor is going to have a fastball. And also if we learned anything from Dr. Strange is that the trailers closer to release will give you more stuff that might get people hyped because oh i saw jamie's face there it is oh <laughs> uh, i got that talk behind the scenes she was not happy about that and neither was i really because i'd rather go into this not knowing more than having a lot of the stuff out in the advertisements so i could actually you know watch the movie well aaron i was just gonna say i thought you were just you know you got a streaming for barbie i thought you were more conservative <laughs> No, nope. <laughs> you know, I think I think movie theaters have gotten together. You know, you've had Spider-Man No Way Home and you've had Multiverse of Madness, the two biggest movies that were literally the hardest thing to wrap your head around. And I think this is the perfect time to watch a movie. It's in July 7th in the middle of summer where everybody's watching movies. Um, you'd like to think movie theaters have it together by the time you want to go see Thor. Um, I don't think I don't think there's anybody who doesn't want to see Thor. Like there's so much hype behind it. I think it's going to be the best Thor coming off of Ragnarok. I think um, Taika's really hitting the stride. So uh, there's so much to look forward to in this movie. Yeah, I was just surprised. I was 45 minutes late to buy my tickets and the IMAX theater I'm going to had a lot of seats available still. And I was like, this is weird. This just feels weird to be able to do this. But uh, no, I think there's plenty of hype for Thor. It's just it's just so weird to be able to actually buy tickets easily and not have five screens going and texting your friend and be like, hey, try my tickets, try my tickets. Uh, But yeah. Um, All right. We got sorry. We got to keep moving. I'm I'm, I'm keeping us in place. I'm I'm the one who said we got to hurry and then I'm the one who wastes all our time. So also in summer blockbuster season news, um, Top Gun Maverick has now surpassed Doctor Strange at the box office with $400 million domestically. And also, um, this was such a weird thing because it was dropped in like the middle of the night, like on late last week. Spider-Man No Way Home is getting re-released in September. Um, The way that they build it is the more fun stuff edition. I know I joked on Twitter, the more fun stuff is just either Morbius or those weird Hulk deleted scenes from Endgame (laughs) again. Um, But yeah, so we're getting an extended version of the movie and who knows what what, what that is even going to entail. So what do y'all think about that? Please do. I feel (laughs) cheated that, uh, you know, I'm getting my 4K Blu-ray that I paid for for my special (laughs) content that I wanted. And then they're like, never mind. Now you have to go back to the theater. And listen, I love going to the movies. Uh, uh, You know, I like going to movies and seeing the same movie over and over again. That's not really a problem for me. But I still feel a little butthurt uh, about this one. 
Omni fan on YouTube with the perfect comment on how I feel about this. Spider-Man, no way, homie. I'm not buying a ticket after I bought it on 4K. Like, don't give me, don't promise me bonus features and then make me go to the theater after I already own the movie. And then what are you going to do? Re-release the 4K too? I'm going to have two Spider-Man, no way. Ho- no, I'm not. Absolutely not. I might, but I won't. So I'm not going to go. You're going to go see this again. I'm not going to go see it. But here's what's going to happen. Here's a, here's what's going to happen. Curiosity is going to get yes. me. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I'm saying this. Let's go on iTunes and I'm going to be like, damn, I really want to buy it again. <laughs> I got to freaking buy it. And that's what's going to end up happening. You're going to do it. I and know. I'm going to text you about it. I know. I know. <laughs> I know. I know. September 2nd, I'll be there. <laughs> and then I'm going to come out and be like, that was the best. <laughs> You're going to do a whole show about it. Perfect. Yep. Oh, my God. <laughs> Aaron, what you got? <laughs> um, I guess we're all going to go end up going to at least see it. And then there's going to be a hilarious <laughs> news cycle where that people are like, there wasn't that much new stuff. Where was all that new stuff at? I can tell you how this stuff's going to go. I already own it on digital. And I'm like, ah, we might end up having to go and see this again. Because they're dangling all the, the fun stuff that didn't make it in there. Or at least, like, I... I had to do a slider for this on Saturday and all it was was people just rattling their cages like, where's the goblin fight? Where's Toby and the <laughs> goblin fighting? And so if it's that, everyone's going to be like 10 out of 10, 100% Rotten Tomatoes, funner stuff version to go along with like the 98% or whatever it is right now, the regular version. So we're, we're all, we're all pawns. We're, we're all in deep to, we're all in deep to this stuff as like the backgrounds for most of my co-hosts. We'll let you know, not me, not Brandon, who's in a spaceship. <laughs> I'm, I'm aboard Vader's uh, Star Destroyer. <laughs> I'm waiting for the re-release of Multiverse of Madness, because there's got to be more scenes there. The Tom oh, Cruise yeah. cut. Yeah. <laughs> wow. 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 <laughs> Honestly, that wouldn't have made the movie better. Let's be honest. Yeah, cool. The cameos would have been cool. We all got excited about it, but absolutely not. This I felt like... Doctor Strange was a very okay movie with just way too fast. Anyway, anyway, anyway. <laughs> all right, all right. Great. Uh, Aaron, you got some news here. Oh, yeah. Uh, so, uh, Guardians Galaxy 3, Volume from 3 News. We got Nico Santos from Crazy Rich Asians and uh, Superstore joining the cast of an already very, very filled cast. These images that James Gunn keeps Instagramming are just so many actors, just so, so many actors and no, no roles, no hints about who they're playing, just funny people doing stuff. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. That's like the <laughs> subtitle. So uh, anybody think anything of casting? Any ideas about who he could be playing? Anything? Because we... I need Adam just to pick the most weirdest <laughs> random cosmic Marvel character and be like, that's it. That's who he's playing. Yeah. Cause I don't know. I have no idea, but I am excited. I mean, he's funny on superstar and crazy rich Asians. And like I said, last week, keep adding these funny people. I want to laugh it. at this movie. Damon streams. <laughs> Can't wait for Terry Cruz to play uh random alien number 17. Terry Cruz is already he's Disney world. Canon. Yeah. yeah. He's, he's one of the Nova Corps. What's his name? Something like, 
Malik reminds me of uh, Remy Malik, but that's not his name. Um, <laughs> but it's something like that on the Disney ride. He's a, he's a Nova Corps uh, member, but yeah, Terry Cruz is part of it. Okay, so there's one thing we forgot to include in our rundown today, which I don't know how. I saw a comment of it. I just added it, and I wrote WTF. How do we forget this? Thunderbolts is getting a movie. It's officially official. I mean, Marvel hasn't said it, but like reliable sources have. Thunderbolts is coming. Uh, the director is going to be. What's his name? Drake, Jake Schreier, Schreier. So sorry. I'm so sorry. I'll know your name by the time you're on our show. Um, Drake Schreier. And it's being written by Phase Zero's previous guest, Black Widow writer, Eric Pearson, friend of the show. So uh, that's, that's quite all right. I know, I know, I know there's some strong Thunderbolts fans in this, in this chat right now. I see that head tilt. Go ahead. <laughs> I, I'm excited for Thunderbolts. I think there is a lot of potential with this. I, I'm already kind of exhausted by the people who are like, this is Marvel's Suicide Squad. Because it's like, yes and no. There's so much more to this team than just a bunch of bad guys doing stuff. Like, I, I think that there is such an interesting potential to make this like a good mix of people we've already met and new people. Like, my one character I really want in this movie is Songbird because I think she would just, she's a founding member of the team in the comics and she is just extremely cool. We need more evil women on the wheel of evil to quote Aaron so it's like put her in there I've I've weirdly seen a lot of this director's movies he he did like a, a little indie movie like 12 13 years ago that I saw and then he directed um, Paper Towns which was the John Green novel like the film adaptation of that so I it's it's one of those things where I never would have expected him to linearly do something like this but it makes perfect sense but yeah that and friend of the show Eric Pearson I'm very excited to see what Thunderbolts has in store like funny enough like this is a massive massive jump for the director is it not because like when i was reading the write-up they said he's like directing kendrick lamar and like kanye west videos like a couple of years ago and now yeah. he's like gonna direct like a marvel movie i'm like this man's pitch must have been fantastic it must have been wild for them to be like here's this really important part of phase four there you go and you get your pick of all the bad people you uh, those of you who are in the chat with the comic book account, Peter's just dancing <laughs> like Zemo because yep. he gets his boy back in here. Um, I, I I think that it could be really interesting, especially because it's probably going to happen. It's going to happen after uh, Secret Invasion, which is kind of a key part of like your Thunderbolts, Dark Avengers stuff in the comics. So we're we're all for it. I mean, it, we knew it was coming. Like we just needed to hear from someone like, yes, this is happening. Val can't be making her evil kickball team for nothing. <laughs> like, why? I think the thing I'm most... The, the, oh, go ahead, go ahead. No, please, Cam. No, I was just going to say, uh, you know, the thing with Thunderbolts I like is uh, the Red Hulk, and I don't know if we're ever going to get it. And so that's the only thing I'm like, ah. But, like, I'm, it's really interesting to see that, like, this is all the connectivity we're getting so far. Like, we haven't gotten anything else with any other TV show. Like, you know, you know, what's gonna be really interesting is if we find out if William Hurt filmed anything for She-Hulk mm -hmm. before he passed away, if they if they started setting that up, I'd be really curious. Yeah. For Thaddeus Ross. Yeah. But I don't know. That would be that would be pretty heartbreaking to find out that they had all these plans. But oh. oof. but yeah, I, Red Hulk is an interesting part of that. That are we going to get it? How would we? Yeah. <laughs> That's a bum me out when I first heard the news. I was like, oh man, William Hurt though. Like it's 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 definitely it's a sad 
thing about this whole thing, but it's I'm hyped for this behind the scenes crew. The um the indie movie Jenna was talking about is called Robot and Frank, yeah. Yeah. and it's very good. I have yeah. not seen it since it came out, but I loved it ten years ago. I recommend it. And you know I'm excited about this writer because you know how I feel about Black Widow, which is that <laughs> I love Black Widow, and I think that the writer of Black Widow is the perfect person to take on this because it's all similar. You know, kind of like oh, I want to see some spy stuff. Uh, it, <laughs> I in, mean, after all, my... he started. He's the writer who started Thunder bolts in the MCU then, right? Technically, he introduced Val. Or wait, she was in Falcon and Winter Soldier first. Yeah. She was yeah. supposed to be a Black Widow first, though. But yeah. then we got stuck in a global panoramic and we started seeing things all around differently. <laughs> um, Josh Harding has a, a comment here on YouTube. Fun fact, Drake, Jake Schreier. Why do I keep calling him Drake? <laughs> why do I keep calling this man Drake? I got, I got a Drake album on the mind uh, in my feels. Fun fact, Drake, Jake... <laughs> Yo. Oh my god. Jake Schreier apparently did short films with John Watts in the early days of YouTube. Oh, I'm about wow. to go look that up. Cool. And if, if if Josh Harding said it, it has to be true. So I'm gonna go look that up after the show. Um Jamie, I know you love reading a good quote, so you got this next bit. I'm gonna actually record this and put it in place of my com app because it's just so enthusing. <laughs> all right, all right. So Patton Oswalt, my boy, who of course before he was Pip the Troll in Eternals. He was all the canings on canings on Agents of Shield, uh, so uh, we love him and his Marvel connections. And uh, he was asked about uh, whether there's going to be an Eros and Pip the Troll movie, uh, and uh, this is what he said. He said that would be amazing uh, because it just seems to me that every time Marvel has rolled the dice on these kind of B or C level characters, that everyone's like, oh. Who cares about them? And that's where they end up kind of really blossoming. There's Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, I don't know if you've seen New Miss Marvel show, but it's just an absolute delight. I mean, it's such a great... And then he trails off and he goes, and also I'm a huge fan of both the Ant-Man movies. I think those are fantastic and very, very underrated in terms of a Marvel and capturing the spirit of those times. So if they did a movie about Star Fox and Pip, that would be, that would be dice I'd like to roll. Why not? What do you guys think? Uh, would you like to see those dice rolled? Oh my God. Only if it looks better than that post credit scene. <laughs> you have the most beautiful, you have one of the most beautiful humans next to one of the worst animations. <laughs> I know you're, pe- what? That whole movie. Oh. <laughs> Oh no! Oh no! I like Pat Oswalt. Like, he's from King of Queens. Like, what a great TV show. But, like, man. And then, um, what was the other show he had? I think, oh, he was the Modoc. Yeah. Yeah. And so that was really great. But, man, I hate Eternals with a passion. Like, that's the word. (laughs) That's like work from Venom for me. Like, I can't. Wow. I haven't seen Morbius, but, like, Eternals is just like, it's bad. I, I can't get behind. It's all over the place. Eternals <laughs> has a has a lot of bad stuff in its script, in my opinion. That yeah. said, I still will give Eternals like a, the minimum positive review. I still think it's uh, like I still am not negative on it. I'm it's negative. slightly below Doctor Strange <laughs> for me. <laughs> Morbius Damn, I'm gonna need you to see movie. Morbius. Yeah, you need to see you like right. that. No, I'm gonna need right. that. I will not do it. You gotta do it. You gotta. I'm gonna talk about it last time about how it's better than the room. 
I'm not watching that. <laughs> I'll buy the tickets, Cam. I'll, I'll, it just got re-released. I don't know if you, it's yeah. Morbid Thought, baby. It's Morbid for the re-release. Back by popular demand. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. Eros and Star Fox. I keep hearing James Brolin just told me in a light year interview that Josh is doing more stuff with Thanos. That's what he's heard. And I imagine if anybody would have heard that accurately, it's Thanos' father in real life. Um, I've heard from other places there are pl- there are Thanos plans. So hopefully. Uh, there's some Thanos coming. Uh, if you're bringing in Eros, that makes sense. Pip the Troll, he's popped up in lots of cosmic comics. Like, I'm here for it. I just hope they do a better job on the animation because we've seen that Marvel can do CGI characters very well. We've also seen they do them kind of not so great like we saw with Pip and other characters and other projects. So I would be here for it. I think it, we're obviously going to see Pip again. But I just like, I don't really, there's no Pip story that I'm like, yo, I need to see that comic adapted. Maybe there is, but it's not in this brain. <laughs> anybody, anybody feel strongly about this either way? I, I I just like, as someone who loved MODOK, like that was one of my favorite shows of last year. I, I'm all for Pat and continuing to be part of like superhero media in general. So it's like, yeah, I was not a huge fan of the Pip the Troll design. I know we made so many like Shrek 2 jokes when the movie first came out, but it's like, I, I'm excited to see what what is next for him and Arrows because I feel like there's a lot that you could do. Yeah, nice. they can make a new album. <laughs> that, all right. There you go. That's what yep. we want. That's yep. the sequel. Yeah, Pip Patrol <laughs> and Eros singing across the galaxy. <laughs> oh, man. The Harry Styles jokes. Actually, you really can't even joke about Harry Styles. Like, it just wins. Anyway. <laughs> um, Michael Cicchino is, in fact, directing Werewolf by Night. Uh, interviewed him for light year as well. He said, I've been having a blast. It's incredibly, it's an incredibly challenging process. I love it every day. I've been having fun working on it and we're in the middle of it. Hopefully very soon. We'll share a lot more about it. Yeah. There's not much I can say other than I'm having a good time and I'm working on something that I love. So that's a win-win right there. Michael Giacchino, legendary composer known for lost known for, I believe it was up uh, Ratatouille, the upcoming light year uh, rogue one, a star Wars story, Dr. Strange, Spider-Man homecoming. This man has put his incredible sounds on so many things. He's directed a couple of short films, and now he's directing, confirmed, the Werewolf by Night Halloween special on Disney+. Plus. Uh, I I said it was his first time directing on Twitter, but, like, I mean, first time really directing a project of this scale. Uh, So I'm sticking with it. Whatever. I'm a huge Michael Giacchino fan. Super awesome person. I've seen him live in concert. Super talented. Very nice guy. Uh, And I'm grateful that we were able to confirm this because nobody has officially said anything about Werewolf by Night that's involved with it until now. Somehow they're making a whole project and not a photo, not a comment, nothing from anybody involved. We got it on the Phase Zero YouTube channel. (laughs) Go watch it and subscribe. Um, Anybody feel strongly about Werewolf by Night? I will say your laundry list of all of his credits was the Batman erasure. As somebody who has his theme from the Batman stuck in my head, like nine bah, times out of ten. There it is. There we go. This is one of the weirdest MCU projects in the fact of like, it, it just exists and we still are not officially told anything about it. So I am hoping, I'm almost hoping they pull a Beyonce and just like surprise drop it one, one Wednesday mm-hmm. on Disney Plus. That would just be wild at this point. But yeah, I'm glad that he told you that he's actually involved after so many months of like nothing whatsoever foggy came in with the we've been doing so well michael (laughs) (laughs) it didn't have to be this way it did not have to be this way (laughs) all right all right anybody want to comment on werewolf by night before we get into spoiler territory for the second half of the show I just wonder how long it's going to be before they actually do announce it because we made all that stuff about the Thor not Thor not getting a trailer and it's it theoretically Werewolf by Night is a couple months away and no no tra- no announce no nothing like I'm sure like you said he got out of the interview he closed out of the Zoom link and then like 
like pew, freaking boom, like he just appeared. He's like, mm, I had such high hopes for you. Feige just showed up with a a, a a little silenced pistol under his jacket. Pew! That was it. He just walked out of that room. All of a sudden, Michael Giacchino has not been heard from. The Junket Productions team just went into cleanup mode like the boys. All right. Anyway, we're taking this. This Michael Giacchino is alive and well. He's a wonderful person. He's, he said basically nothing, Kevin. So please spare him. All right. In a minute, we're going to be back to talk about Miss Marvel episode two. And then we're going to talk about Obi-Wan Kenobi episode five. Spoilers will be in the second half of this show. You've been warned. See you in 60 seconds. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome back to Phase Zero, Season 2, Episode 22. This is Spoiler Territory, and we're about to spoil Miss Marvel Episode 2 if you have not watched it yet. And then we're going to follow that with Obi-Wan Kenobi, Episode 5, two fantastic episodes of Disney Plus shows. They're feeding us, and we're eating it, and uh, it tastes really good. So uh, we're going to go around with reactions, starting with Miss Marvel Episode 2. Spoilers can fly now. Aaron, you're at the top of the screen. What do you think? Um, I... When we were watching the screeners for this, I kept laughing because Jamie's the only one of us that didn't. I mean, Cam too, but like of like the normal phase of rotation doesn't have the screeners. And I'm like, what a perfect show for for my friend. What a what a what a thing for her to have. It's just like, what if you made Spider-Man Homecoming, but it was six or seven episodes long? Um, I love the cast. They all still work really well together. Um, sometime this week, you guys get to see me talk to all of Kamala's friends, like the actors, actresses that play your friends. And that youthful energy is not just confined to like the episodes. It really feels like they all get along together and that comes across on screen really, really well. Um, and we're just, we're just going to all be on this ride together talking about her powers and what's going to happen and strange. How does this kid have this sports car? And <laughs> in, in weird Jersey City, where what, what did his parents do? I, I he would have been my friend in high school. I'll tell you that. Uh, listen, so some of y'all did not go to high school in Colts Neck, New Jersey, and it shows. Okay, I'm, I'm from Howell, New Jersey, where I, where we where I didn't get a car till I was in college. But in Colts Neck, New Jersey, those kids, man, they they let, they let me know how much I didn't have. All right, and then, <laughs> this is I'm bringing up memories. <laughs> yeah, how how the hell does a kid drive a Porsche anyway? Jamie. Uh, I love when Aaron knows that things will make me happy. Uh, what, let me tell you guys, I, when I finished Obi-Wan and Ms. Marvel last night, I was so hyped that I'm like, let's celebrate the 20th anniversary of Scooby-Doo. And then I stayed up till four o'clock in the morning watching the Scooby-Doo movie. Uh, <laughs> because that's how energized I was. Uh, and I'm a little tired right now. Um, what a delight was Ms. Marvel. Um, she's ever, I just like, 
I, normally I don't care about watching someone like learn their powers, but it's so charming and endearing in the show and, uh, and interesting because our powers are so different uh, from, from pretty much anything in the MCU, I feel like, and, uh, and watching her like save people that and it's going a little wonky. Um, just all, and all the teen stuff. I just love me some teen stuff. Um, and I, I have a little, I have a little rant about the something that I'm going to go into. Not right now, because I want to hear everyone's reactions first. But just keep that, ping that, because there's something I got to say. It's not really anti-Miss Marvel. It's anti-somebody-made-a-mistake in the MCU. Um, but that aside, um, Bruno is starting to give me ducky vibes, which is the least nice thing I could say about anyone. Uh, uh, the kid's doing great. Like, acting-wise, he's doing a good job making me think of him as a ducky. Um, I am very anti-ducky. If you don't know what this means, listen to my other podcast, Hollywood Already Did It, because we're going to go <laughs> deep on this. Uh, but uh, I need this. I, I kind of want Bruno to, to be a villain, because uh, he's giving me villain vibes. And uh, if he just turns against her, I, I wouldn't be surprised, is all I'm going to say. Cam. Well, I have to say, oh. like, man, I didn't know a lot about Miss Marvel going into it, because she's such a newer character. But I feel like, you know, you start to compare it to, like, Peter Parker and, like, you know, the Spider-Man. And I think, like, I love her so much more than, like, uh, Peter Parker and Spider-Man because there's so much culture and there's so much you can really dig into her. And I love how like they're explaining like the different cultures, the different ethnicities and like how they went through. Uh, is she Indian? Is she Muslim? Is she South Asian? And like really got into that and explained the partition. And I just, you know, I like the, the teen drama as well, but I like the bad teen dramas. I like like the One Tree Hill and like the Dawson Creeks where it's like, oh, like that's terrible. And like, why the heck are they talking about this? But this is like more like, like 2000 teen drama where it's like accepted and like everybody likes it. It's more nuanced. It's the new WB or the CW like we like to call it now, but um, it's a great show. Um, I'm still trying to figure out how I can get a car in high school like that. I was, <laughs> I was fishing a ride with my friends in the back of their green rocket. So it's like, you know, it's, it's not an easy thing, but if you find a friend who has it, you know, good for you. <laughs> Jenna. Okay. So, um, first of all, I love that we can add Pretty in Pink to the list of things that we are teaching the Phase Zero audience about after last <laughs> week's episode when we had a laundry list of references that nobody understood. Um, I, I totally, like, piggybacking off of what Cam said, I have been spending a lot of my free time lately watching Smallville, and this has the same sort of energy of, like, a teen drama, but it is so authentic. The way that, like, her, all of her supporting cast and all of her character interactions unfold is just, like, so refreshing and so entertaining and so nice. The Bon Jovi conversation is just endlessly <laughs> delightful. Like, that made me laugh both times. I, I think this show is just doing such a good job of... It, channeling that Peter Parker energy of her, his like Kamala's supporting cast is getting to thrive in a way that like Peter's original supporting cast did in the sixties, but it, they're almost getting to thrive more than they did in the comics, which is very surreal and very cool to see. And just having all of that with how she is coming into her powers and how she is discovering it. It is just so delightful. It's just so much fun to watch. I, I, I episode well, I did not watch episode two until today. I had the episodes early. I pulled a Jamie and I was like, you know what? I want to wait. I want to, uh, I want to be part of it as it rolls out. I liked episode one. I watched it again. I liked it more. I really loved it after episode two. 
Like I think like I really love the dynamic between Bruno and Kamala. Like, I think that that's great. I think that the family stuff is really fantastic. Like I think the flo- exploring like the cultural aspects of Kamala's life, her Pakistani roots, her Muslim roots, like you just don't see that in this, in a way that like mainstream audiences watch. Like it's usually something that's like, it's not this big budget. Like people don't like, White people aren't watching that. Like they are sometimes, but it's not in this way. I don't know how to still use the right words to say, but it's just cool to see it on this scale and on this stage. And I've been seeing people on Twitter. Um, and there's actually one point. I got to make sure I find the name of this this Twitter user, this TikTok user, who is pointing out the cultural references that he's seeing from his own life uh, through Miss Marvel. Because there's one I'm going to point out, and I'm not taking credit for it. This is I got to find his name before I even bring it up. But uh, it's cool to just see people's reactions that way and see that it's diving in so authentically, and that everybody involved got to kind of flex their own cultural experiences in the show. And it's making for a really good show. That even if you haven't had those same religious or or whatever experiences that like the people in Miss Marvel are going through, ultimately it's just about a family and a teenager who's going through stuff. Like I have related to Kamala Khan. I've been not allowed out to go to a party or to go to something I wanted to go because my mom was too strict. Just because my mom had a different way of telling it to me was like, whatever, you know? So I think that this show is super relatable. It's super fun. Um, It's gotten better with in episode two than it did in episode one. Um, It's it's a coming of age story. reminds me of Spider-Man Homecoming. I really, really, really like it. Um, and it just, again, feels like Marvel was doing something different with like they have with each of these shows. Uh, and I'm digging it. I really like it. I wish I watched episode two earlier because I felt like I was very like, ah, I was good. I liked it uh, after episode one. And now I'm fully just like, this is really fun. I'm really loving it. And it's a different, it's not that sense of urgency to avoid spoilers. It's just a sense of like, I'm enjoying the show and it's really fun that way. Uh, but yeah. Uh, so let's talk about some Easter eggs. If you guys have any Easter eggs or theories you want to bring up, obviously go ahead. There was the the Kingo reference, which it's nice to hear yes. the Eternals get name dropped. Um, the, the, there's still love for Kingo's uh, bloodline older than him. The bloodline <laughs> is being acknowledged. Uh, and Kingo is still a mega celebrity. But I don't know. People don't seem to know he's an Eternal, right? No. no. He's, just a su- he's just a movie star. Because they mentioned his grandfather, which is just him. Uh, So he's just... uh... (laughs) That's true. (laughs) I didn't even think about that. (laughs) You're realizing in real time. I legit was like, oh yeah, his grandfather. But then I realized, like, that's him. I'm an idiot. Wow. (laughs) Wow. And I watched Eternals twice, okay? And I still... Yeah, Cam, you're... Cam, Cam, Cam doesn't get to weigh in on this one. He's <laughs> <laughs> done. He's out. He the I was just going to say, the one thing I love is like when they're at the mosque or they're at the, uh, the gap, the, what is it? The id uh, celebration. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I love how it was like very clickish because it was like uh-huh. a barbecue. And it's like, you can identify with everything. I really like the Illuminati aunties. <laughs> like this is the 616 version of the Illuminati. <laughs> <laughs> this is what I have to rant about uh, oh. since you brought it up uh, is the Illuminati's, which was very funny. But every single, okay, here I go. I'm going to get into it. Every single time I saw Dr. Strange and he learns about the Illuminati, he goes, the Illuminati? And I thought, that's interesting that he's never heard that word. And I don't mean in the context of what the Illuminati is in Marvel. I mean, what it is in our world, the conspiracy, silly, whatever. We've all heard the name Illuminati, not related to Marvel. And in the way 
uh, it's used in Ms. Marvel is very much our version of the show. They use the little eye, like the little Dan Brown business when, when it says Illuminati across the screen. So if our version of Illuminati exists in the MCU, then really Dr. Strange has never heard of the Illuminati to be like the Illuma Woody. I hated that joke. And Ms. Marvel has proven to me that it was a dumb joke that didn't make any sense because obviously these are two different Illuminatis. They're not the same thing, but to have never heard the word is kind of silly. And that is my mini rant for today. Thank you, Cam, for leading me to it. I am, I am so glad you pointed that out because I'm probably one of like 12 other people who did notice that because I was like, I remember rewatching Doctor Strange and being like, how does he not know that phrase just as a concept? So thank you for pointing that out. I feel very validated right now. <laughs> I agree. I didn't have, I wasn't as passionate about it, but I did have that thought. He's like, I'm not as passionate about it. <laughs> but I, I, I think it was in a trailer and I was like, what? Uh, why did you say that um <laughs> jenna i see your you got your 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 keyboard on that that next line did you want to oh no it just it just ended up there that was not on purpose oh yeah <laughs> kamala calls her powers hard light and that's a reference to x-men's danger room uh from comics which is just a nice nod there it's cool to see. i mean i don't know if that's even intentional i don't care i'm saying it it, it is and uh it happened there's an end game hawkeye slash uh, Black Widow joke in there, and I I never make these kind of jokes, so I think it's appalling that Miss Marvel would joke about the scene. Uh, I'm shocked and hurt by this. Um, but in the sequence where Kamala is hanging from the side of the building and Bruno is holding her, he's like, "You have to let me go." Uh, that was word for word, I believe, what Black Widow said to Hawkeye uh, in Avengers Endgame, which isn't something to joke about, and anybody who would is sick. <laughs> But the writers on Miss Marvel <laughs> thought it was uh, thought it was clever, and then she was right there. It reminded me of *Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent* when they were like trying to get over that wall. <laughs> and uh, that's honestly that's still my number one movie of the year. If you haven't watched yes. that, it's on Blu-ray and 4K like this Friday. So do it. It's on digital now. You're welcome for the plug, Lionsgate. Great movie. Pedro Layla Pascal. Layla is so proud of you. Proud. Oh, yeah. Oh, happy, <laughs> yeah, birthday, happy birthday, Layla! Layla. Happy birthday, Layla! Happy birthday, Layla. Yes. Yeah, yeah, Layla. Birthday. Yeah, well, I, I actually had the note in here at the top of the show. Um, uh -huh. We just got so carried away with Cam's giant Iron Man. Happy <laughs> birthday, Layla. Uh, we, we love you on the show, and we love that you're here every week, and you actually couldn't be here today because, what are you, having a birthday? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Happy birthday. Uh, all right, the Stark drones were in the episode from, from Far From Home. Were those the Stark drones? Everybody online is saying that they're the Stark drones. Were they just drones that now we're saying are Stark drones in, in, in Far From that chased Kamala down? I don't know. Well, I was watching with Tony and he was like, Stark drones. And I was like, is it though? Because do they, who has those? Who has right, if they were Stark right drones, now? wouldn't like we have had the Stark Industries logo focused in on the screen. Mm -hmm. yeah. Like they would never miss an yeah. opportunity to drop an Iron Man reference. So I don't know. But uh, maybe that Kev was, told, told them to take it out, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Big Daddy Kev said to remove remove Iron Man from it. Remember, like he said that there was too much Iron Man reference in it. And yeah, he's like, y'all need to tone this down. Like, yeah, because Iman this. kept wanting to add like Iron Man references. So, yo, Iman is all of us, and we need to get yes. her on the show. Yeah. I'm actually going to send the email as soon as this is over. And Cam, you're welcome to come yes. join that interview too. Like, we need to get we need to get Iman on the show because yeah. she is a she is as much of if not more of a Marvel fan than all of us here. <laughs> like, I think that would be she's the perfect guest for this show. Yeah, I gotta make her a fan too. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> gotta get her, gotta get her out yes. to Pittsburgh for a game. But could you imagine what her life is like right now? All the things mm -hmm. she's getting to experience and do, and like how 
maybe overwhelming some of it might be. It's a fan How story. old is she? I think she's 19. 19, yeah. Somewhere. I think she's 19. Yeah. And I mean, it's and like it just it makes me so happy because to to get that role and then to embody it so well and it's just it just could not be more perfect casting. There's just no one on earth who would be a better choice, and it's really awesome to see. And she converted me. I didn't really care about the universe thing and the comics, and then she said it, and I was like, "Girl's right. She's right. She should say (laughs) making points. Yeah, making points. I'm to use Aaron when it comes to making points." (laughs) it's <laughs> too much credit it's too much credit i did love that she was had she had an interview like two three days ago where they asked her to name all the marvel movies and she got yes. really really close and then she forgot captain marvel she's like oh no yes. that's so embarrassing <laughs> and I'm like, she is us yeah. she is us you, Good stuff. you're yeah. in the sequel yes. <laughs> <laughs> she wants she wants she wants to be in an iron man movie so bad and i respect that we all do right Except, <laughs> yeah. well, i don't know there's a lot of iron man haters out there Team Iron Man, still to this day. Um, Cameron is pulled straight from the comics. Uh, they bond over Bollywood movies in the comics. Like a lot of that stuff is pulled straight from the comics. Her kind of having a crush on him and imagining it in that way. Also, I just want to shout out the directors of this show. They find really creative ways to slip into like the teenage dream element. Like we've all been there as kids where you see this going one way and like you even might even remember it having gone that way. Like even when she gets home and she gets dropped off by that fancy Porsche and she goes into the fridge and like the, the room starts lighting up in different colors. Like, as a kid, like you imagine that kind of stuff. I, I don't know. And I, I, I think it's so creative how they're doing it. But that character um, uh, and his mother are part of the new human group in the comics. And they are very much enemies of Kamala in the books. So I feel like we might be going that way unless it's too predictable and they want to pull a little switcheroo on us. Marvel has been known. Marvel Studios has been known to flip those things a few times. But who knows? Uh, it's very interesting to me that we still don't have a clear cut villain um, but this did feel like the end of the first act, right? So we're one third through the show. It felt like a really nice way to split it into three acts. Where do you think, anybody have any idea where we're going, where we want to go? I feel like there's so much that you could do just based on like the comics and all of the different villains she has. I know I mentioned it last week. There's the inventor who is the half her- human, half bird villain. It's like, if you did that, I would, this would be my favorite Disney plus show. Like it would just be amazing. So I feel like the fact that there is so much potential with where they could go and how they're remixing her comic canon, it's like the sky's the limit at this point. I think I think the inventor is a very realistic way. We had if you go back to the opening montage of the yeah. first episode, you see the bird and inventor for those who might not know is like a clone of Thomas Edison that goes wrong. It gets part man, part bird and is like literally a bird man. And also you we had um, in episode one, there was Edison Electric was on. There was a huge sign for it on the back of the rooftop when Bruno and uh, Kamala were sitting up there exchanging the photon gloves so edison electric is basically like a rundown electric company that's seemingly unsuccessful and never got off the ground in the comics and that is going to be tied that is tied to the thomas edison Manbird clone and uh maybe we're going there they already said they want to see that in season two but maybe they're just dodging and that's where we're going now who knows who knows i want to see a big man bird i don't know this yeah. show does feel super <laughs> grounded though so that could be a big well, I want to save the man bird for Falcon because <laughs> like, that's eventually got to happen, right? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that would be, could you imagine watching like Captain America in, in his wingsuit versus like a, a giant parrot 
Yeah, <laughs> one the um, the new Falcon who's going to take over doesn't he like get abducted and then get turned into like like a half Falcon, right? Or is that oh Wait, man, I'm I'm kid. way off. <laughs> Go text him, Brandon. He knows. <laughs> Torres knows y'all bros. Oh, oh Joaquin Torres. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> okay, I'll say this. Okay, there was one other thing. I know I was off topic there, but okay. I'll say one thing. The one thing I really liked in this show, and it's probably like I got a big laugh out of it, is when she's on the the um, the building. And the guy goes, oh, that's Nightlight. I'm like, that is the worst name to be called when you're a superhero. <laughs> like, they couldn't give him a better name than Nightlight. Yeah, uh, that's like some night monkey business up there. Yep. yep. I just want to say one. Cam was right. Cam was right. Joaquin Torres does get turned into a, a wow. bird-like creature by Dr. Ooh. Carl Malice. All right, all right, Cam. We already had. I remember we were talking about Doctor Malice references in Falcon and Winter Soldier. I don't remember what they were, but I do remember I've said that name on this show before. Uh, so Cam, Cam, bringing the heat. Cam, Cam, this is your show now. Well, I, I listen too much to you guys, so I just <laughs> we forget what we say. Yeah. Nightlight reminded me of Starlight from the Boys. The name. Mm. That's pretty much it, though. Um, also, oh wait, I'm gonna pull this up. If you guys could just stall for me and say whatever else you want about episode two, because I, I don't want to bring up this Easter egg without uh, well, so naming I'll the creator. I'll pose. I'll I'll pose a question that the chat has been posing the entire time. Do we think anyone on the show is a scrawl? Because uh, the chat is like theorizing mm -hmm. out the wazoo. My gut reaction would be Agent Cleary, the guy from No Way Home, who is now in this show. Like, I feel like if anyone could be a scrawl in a very like surprising but still kind of predictable way, I think it would be him. But yeah, do y'all have any theories about who could maybe be a scrawl on the show? Hi, Chris. I'm also Chris. I think that's it a good theory, just because of the fact in No Way Home, uh, when he like knew he was the one that knew Fury was off world. So he I feel like he has some insider information. Um, I like that theory. Also, I'm glad he's back just because, as yes. we all know, I like him on Succession. So yes, <laughs> I like to see that. Great show. Yes. Yeah. I think well, I was going to say if anybody's a scroll, it's the damage control people. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think we're going to start getting some more scrolls. Like, like, I think we haven't gotten any scrolls in any other TV shows no. besides WandaVision. So they got to start throwing some more at us. Maybe Bruno as well. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, Bruno, you bad boy. Justice Bruno. We don't Seriously. talk about Bruno. Bruno. Oh my god! Listen, all my man's is doing is crushing on Kamala. Okay. Yep. Uh, and no, but he's being technology. He is being uh, salty about her liking another guy, and that is ducky territory, and we don't go there. We don't go there. <laughs> There's no such thing as the friend zone that is not real. If you use the term friend zone, we're going to have a sidebar about why it's not a real thing. Uh, and that's all I got to say about that. Every guy has been zone. Every guy has been put in the friend zone, and it hurts sometimes. The, the, the term friend that. zone is... is, uh, is okay. Okay. <laughs> Everybody, everybody, You're, listen up. When, yeah. when, when you 
when you are friends with a woman and you're a man and you ex and you expect more from them, uh, then it is uh, there's an unbalance in that relationship. And this girl, she just thinks you're friends. She doesn't know this. And then you have these things, your these thoughts in your head, and uh, and it's okay to have a crush on your friend, but to say that you're in the friend zone, that's not fair to your friend who just thinks that you're a confidant and a good person in their life, but really you just want something a little more from them. I, I'm I, I feel strongly about this, and it's okay. To like your friends, but maybe just tell them uh, and be honest maybe. because otherwise what, you're in what if it's not an, I don't know if Bruno has an expectation. Maybe he just has feelings, doesn't know how to express and then, because then he doesn't don't know how be to all salty. The, then don't the, be salty that she likes still another guy. Up, he still showed up to the family affair. He still he still dressed up and played and, and did his part. He's huffing and puffing. And I don't like it. for those for those of you listening to this and not watching the chat is going crazy right now. It's wild over there. Oh, I, I, I agree. An expectation is wrong. There is no obligation or anybody owing anything just because you like them. I fully agree with that. I just don't like uh, the term. The term friend zone to me is sexist. Uh, pick something else. Uh, but you, it's okay to like your friends too. I mean, that's a real thing. Uh, hello, I, I love Fitzsimmons. That's how it started. Anyway, I'm done. I'm done. Poor, poor I did Matt not mean Lins to get in there. Such a nice <laughs> kid too. And he's like, I, he's like, I don't want. He's like, I, I, I don't know what to say because I, I don't want to get shot by the snipers. So I'm just gonna let you know. We'll see what happens. I was like, we'll okay, see what happens. Yeah, maybe well, Bruno like wouldn't be over. Hmm? I thought like the first rant with Jamie was like going to be the worst one, but like this, he was the friend zone, and I was not ready for that. <laughs> so I agree with you, Jamie. And so like, but the funny thing is, he barely said anything, and we just all went to conclusion. <laughs> <laughs> Sensitive. I'm sensitive because of the ducky factor. I'm so That's like fair. it's it's a teen it's a teen thing. We're on a teen show, so if, if this was real life, his behavior wouldn't be that noticeable. But it, because it's a show, I'm worried how he's going to progress. I'm witnessing it. It's a different on TV. Uh, I, I'm worried like. That's all I'm trying to say. Well, I hope I, I I wish this kid the best in real life. I hope this actor thrives. He's a good actor. Uh, I just, um, you know what? Yeah, I really. We need to get. We don't talk about Bruno playing now. <laughs> we do have to get that playing because we only have a few more minutes, and we got to yeah. talk about Obi Wan. So we are done talking about Bruno. Bruno, listen, boy. All right. We hope we hope we're rooting for your happiness too. Just don't make it weird, bro. All right, uh, I want to give one quick shout out for this up for this video. I'm gonna make a video about this um, on our Phase Yard YouTube channel, but also this this man. I don't know his uh, real name, but his accounts are Watch with Neebs with a Z on the end uh, on Twitter and TikTok. He's got 125,000 followers, so he's doing pretty well. He made a video that showed that the the logo on the Miss Marvel costume, which is kind of like the lightning bolt looking thing, which was previously worn by Captain Marvel in the comics and uh, like that's where it came from. If you look at the first episode when Kamala shows off her necklace because Zoe compliments it, she says, it's my name in Arabic. And at the end of it, it's it looks like a very similar symbol to what could be what's on the Captain Marvel suit. In Arabic, you read it from right to left, not from left to right. That looks like it could be a K for Kamala, which could be just a big K. And, and in the very first episode, if you remember, and I don't think Neebs said this in his video, but I'm adding this. Uh, Bruno said, "You got They want you to add something about yourself. So maybe that is how she adds something about herself when she gets a full-on costume. I'm just putting that out there. I like the, I like the idea. And um, we're gonna just move on to Obi Wan. So that's out there. I'm gonna make a video about this, uh, and we'll go. All right, Obi Wan episode five spoilers start now. If you want to talk more about 
Miss Marvel, you can tweet us. You can drop some comments. Maybe if we have a minute at the end, we'll circle back to it. But Obi-Wan Kenobi, Episode 5, Theories and Reactions, really quickly. Aaron, what do you think about Obi-Wan Episode 5? Um, I c- wish someone would have warned me before this series that there would be so much looking back to actually not just like flashbacks, but like, no, we're going to get him in the Padawan hair and the ponytail and they're going to be doing the awesome prequel dueling in this as much as they as much as they have. Because I w- they said that in the interviews before, but I was like, yeah, sure. And then the day they're like, I'm like, yeah, this is what I came here for. Let's go. Jamie, what'd you think? I literally like the the show. The episode opens on that tiny little man pony, and I literally gasped when I saw that man pony. I can't believe this show exists. I say this every, every time I talk about it, but it is the best thing that's happened to me since Wandavision. I, my life is better. I, I I I can't even put into words, and I just don't understand why anyone doesn't think this is the perfect program. It's I, I'm just obsessed with it. Everything in this episode, the the flashback. Oh, my life, my heart, they're, they're in their the little tack of the clone's hair. And and then, oh man, Reva. Ever, Reva is just getting cooler and cooler and more dynamic and more in, in the, the, the lightsaber fight with her where it's like, man, she's got nothing on Vader. He doesn't even whip out his own saber. It's oh, all of it, everything. Tala, oh, my girl, Ned B, uh, you guys were great while you lasted. I'm just so emotional. <laughs> Cam, good luck topping that. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks. Thanks. (laughs) Following Jamie is tough. I'm Uh telling you, it happens every week. It happens to somebody every week. I I see the man pony, but did you see the rat tail going with it too? So it's like everybody going to start getting that as well. Is that going to come? Is that going to come back? I'm about to to grow it in. There you go, Brandon. I might do a clip on just to start. (laughs) (laughs) No, you're watching this, though. Like, you got to think, like, damn, why wasn't this shown in Attack of the Clones? Like, this is like what you wanted. This is like the building towards um, Revenge of the Sith. Like, I'm watching right now the originals with my kids. But like, this makes the the prequels so much better. And to see Obi-Wan and see Anakin back then and see them almost play off of each other now or back then it's oh, I, I'm not ready for the timeline but it's a lot of fun um this show keeps getting better and better um all the little things um but I I'm just ready I like how Obi-Wan thinks without his lightsaber like and he holds that against Anakin because Anakin is just brute force and he beats down on everybody but Obi-Wan's like I can fight without a sword and or without a lightsaber uh, that brings new meaning to the Jedi where it's not just a lightsaber. So uh, this show is unbelievable. It also makes a new hope better too, in my opinion, like yes. a new hope is already great. And it, are, it also enriches that. Um, Jenna, what do you think? I, I echo everything that's been said. I echo Jamie's excitement a, a thousand percent. Like Chris and I were sitting there, we're eating our breakfast. We go through the previously on that, that first opening scene starts and we just both freeze. It was like, Oh my God, I cannot believe that we are seeing them like in, in the prequel era again, that all of those little flashbacks made me emotional every single time. This episode is just so good. I, I wanted to shout out cause this one theory that I've seen online that was from Brett White at Decider has completely changed how I've seen the show. And he basically pointed out that every single episode, 
episode is mirroring a different movie installment of like episode one is mirroring episode one and so on and so mm-hmm. forth. And so seeing this, the episode five and kind of mirror Empire Strikes Back, you notice so many little things in the tone of the episode and in the like the, the stakes and the escalation of, of, of everything. And that only made me love it more. I, I agree. Riva is incredible. Every component of this show is incredible. I'm so sad about Ned B. He's great. The show is just amazing. I did not expect the emotional punch this episode gave us. Like we had one scene. What was that character's name? The woman. What is her name? Kala. Um, Kala. Yeah. She's she's one scene. She's really kind of helping Obi-Wan deal with his guilt. And then the next scene, she's dying. Like that all, like one after the other was a one-two punch because she was great. I really enjoyed her character. Um, so sad, but also thermal detonator. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was cool, man. Dude, the action sequences in this episode were freaking, I mean, watching Obi-Wan and Anakin duel each other, like in training with lightsabers was great. Um, in the flashback, uh, like the... Revo instantly became like I kind of saw a version of not exactly what came of it coming. I love that the theory paid off that like the girl at the beginning was Reva, but the way that they talked through that wall, the way that it led to like, you know, I think she was kind of crazy for the way she tried to kill Vader. Like just open your saber, like in his heart, like don't open it and then swing it. Like you could have, you could have done this right. You know how these things work, but also he's in the next movie. So you can't kill him. So like, I, I just like this episode is so good. I, it gave me everything I wanted. And I, I'm really worried about the finale to be completely honest. Cause I'm like, you know, is there a satisfying version of this? Cause you know, neither of them can kill each other. We know where this goes. Like what is the resolution that you can give us for this incredible journey? It's been so good. Uh, we got we saw the younglings really getting sliced up today, which was a lot. I was not expecting that. I think that's what the warning at the beginning of the episode was for. You guys had the warning, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That was that was uh, like, uh, phew, uh, phew. Um, but yeah, I don't think Reva's dead. Also, I mean, I think they made that clear. Yeah. The same way that they, they the Grand Inquisitor looked dead before, looked more dead in episode one or two than one she ever looked. That. What's one that? Thing on that? One thing on that. Why is everybody able to come back but Qui-Gon? Everybody else <laughs> comes back from a, like a, a lightsaber in the stomach, but Qui-Gon gets one, and he's dead. Like, you just like, know he's going to be in the finale as a Force ghost. Yeah, it's better. Has yep. to be. They, they've been teased. They teased it twice over. They put it in the recap at the beginning of the first episode. They said, uh, you know, they, or they, they showed Yoda talking about how you know, you can talk to people when they're gone. It's going to happen, right? It's going to happen. All right, we got to wrap up. Anybody, anything you want to talk about uh, from this episode or things you want to see in the finale? Cam, you're at the top. Yeah, uh, I do want to see Qui-Gon. It would be really cool to see Vader and Obi-Wan both see Qui-Gon and then they understand that like there's a struggle going on there. Um, But I think we got to get a tease of Yoda because doesn't Obi-Wan train with Yoda a little bit? Like, because it's it's hinted at in the original where he says, my master, Master Yoda taught me and now I'm going to teach you. But we've never gotten to see that before. So I think that's got to wrap up. But I also think there's got to be a season two and they already teased Luke again. So there's got to be more there. So I'm looking forward to that as well. Aaron. I mean, it's just like I, I, I'll be thankful for whatever we get, but I think that I would really like to see the random force ghost. Also, it's going to break my heart when Reva figures out that the reason that he left you for dead there was to save Leia. So he has learned his lesson about going back for the children and she'll probably be pretty conflicted about that because girl just runs on rage. She's just completely, utterly, singularly focused. She's like Anakin in that way. So I'm excited to see what that resolution is going to look like. Oh, <laughs> Peter. 
<laughs> Star killer. <laughs> he did. He really did. Yeah. I was like, dang, I've seen so many transport ships get yanked out of the air for the last five years, man. Woo. So who the hell was driving that? <laughs> he just got straight. He's done. <laughs> well, well, no, whoever was driving that is going to be the one to get Reva out of there. Oh. Yeah. Maybe. Jamie, what you th- what, anything you got? Yeah, you know, I'm just, it's it kind of feels like Better Call Saul and Kim in that you know what happens with everybody else except for Reva. Um, and so I'm like, I'm just so worried about her uh, in this last episode because she's she's like the character that has the most stakes because we don't know where she's going. And I just want her to live so bad so that we can get her in something else. Um, uh, just like I want Kim to live so bad on Better Call Saul. And it feels very, very much. But one thing about the show that I, I can't believe how hard they're leaning into the youngling thing because I remember when when Revenge of the Sith came out and what a in how like shocked everyone was about that and I would like to call out my social studies teacher when I was freshman in high school I couldn't see Revenge of the Sith at midnight because it was his final and we walked into class and he goes I got to see it at midnight and Anakin killed younglings and I will never forgive that man for spoiling that for me and I don't even remember his name I just remember that he did that and I just want you all to know that that's some BS and anyway (laughs) what school did he go to Uh, this was Booker High School in Sarasota Florida I'll, I'll go find him. Thank you. Thank you. Wow. Yo. Wow. <laughs> Jenna, what you got? Oh my God. I will just say, I, I don't know what's going to happen and I love it. I, I agree that like Reva is the biggest question of like, what is her future after this? The one thing that I, as I've said previously, I never expected the show to give me young Leia. So I am just very curious and very excited to see kind of where her journey wraps up in a way that then does tales into the original trilogy so i as long as we get like something satisfying with that which i know we will given how much she's been in the show i'm gonna be happy but yeah i have no like major expectations beyond that i'm gonna i'm gonna uh, defer my 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 prediction and thoughts to uh richard who Ooh. i believe is able to pop into the show i had a friend tell me that they really loved hearing from richard this uh, uh, two weeks ago on the show richard if you're able to if you can't drop there you see richard there he is. Richard is. Richard knows a lot about Star Wars, very passionate about this. So I'm going to defer to Richard for this one. Richard, we're going to end the show with your thoughts on Obi-Wan and what you want in the finale. Man, uh, well, thoughts, you know, we talked about this earlier, man. I, I, I love I've been loving this series just in general. But today, man, opening up with uh, Attack, of the, Attack of the Clones and again, I, I almost cried, dude. I almost cried just uh, just seeing that. Uh, I feel like it's it's a treat that we get these little snapshots or these flashbacks to, to these old times because one, I never thought we'd see any of this stuff. So I'm, I'm just glad that we were, we're getting this in, in real time now. Um, to answer your question about what, what I'm hopeful to see, I'm just going to circle back. I really want to see that connection between Qui-Gon, Force Ghost, and Obi-Wan. I hope I think we're going to get that in the final episode, but uh, I just, I'm wondering how, how that plays out. Like if, if it'll be in a big moment where, you know, Obi-Wan's fighting Vader and like, finally, you know, Qui-Gon comes in or if, if it's something different, I'm just really, I'm really hyped to see that interaction between Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan. Uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm big on that. So yeah. All right. He has spoken. Awesome. All right, y'all. I want to thank Cam Hayward for coming on our show, which ended up thank running you. way long today, giving us <laughs> giving us some free free overtime right here. Cam, thanks for coming out here, bro. Any, any, anything you want to say to everybody as you head out? Thank you for having me. I know you guys like to plug uh, your Twitter handles. Uh, I'm at Cam Hayward. Uh, if you want to see me make a fool out of myself, look forward to interacting with you guys. 
Let's do it. Let's do it. All right, everybody. Go visit your comic shops. Go follow out Jamie Cinematic, Emily Hornet. Hey, it's Jenna Lynn at Brandon Davis being at Cam Hayward. Uh, we'll see you all in a week. And thank you to Richard for his cameo today. We know Phase Zero Nation loves a cameo. So that's what we're going to do. All right, y'all. Have a good weekend. 